0: You're listening to the Edible Valley Podcast, episode 199. On this episode, we're talking holiday meals, kitchen disasters, and turkey. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each
1: episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren and
2: you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our Edible Valley. And a very good day to you. It's almost Christmas, so we're getting excited here at the Edible Valley podcast. So welcome along. Episode 199. We are so close. to so 200.
1: close. What do you think gentlemen you you uh, uh I'm getting
0: hungry. I'm getting, <laughs> hungry.
1: <laughs> I'm getting excited. I I this is going to be a milestone for us. Yeah. we we'll,
0: we'll talk more,
1: more about that in a bit, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- nice.
2: This is definitely a Christmas show. We're going to get right into it. So uh, my name is William. I am the producer. I'm chef and host
1: Jonathan Fraser. And I'm Christmas enthusiast, Darren Howlett. There you are. You're Christmas all over. (laughs) So today we're
2: going to do our best to help you out with your Christmas dinner. And we're going to put out there a bunch of cooking pitfalls as well. Just things that you can easily remember so you don't make that mistake. And we're going to set you up for success.
0: Well, I started with a little poem, I thought. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Yes. So I was playing around and I... Just tone myself up this there. is a new side of John. I've yeah. never seen this before. John the poet. The I so am sweet. a poet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Tis the day of Christmas. You awake with a start. You run down the stairs and let out a large fart. <laughs> That's for you, Will. <laughs> Thank you. I record it. <laughs> you dash in the kitchen and wonder what to make. What was I thinking? I should give myself a shake. Now to turn on the oven, this should just take a bit. But wait. The turkey just won't fit. (laughs) Now, as you plan all the other dishes, if only you were able, you wish you should have remembered to set the table.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Be too.
0: Now, with the the kitchen set aflame, and your guests look at you and disclaim, call the fire department, the ambulance, animal care, (laughs) a caterer, and then... You realize it looks like we'll be having Chinese food again. <laughs> there we go. Nice. nice. Good one. Did you write that yourself? I wrote that myself. I did, did that this really? morning. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I was like, oh, you know what? Like how, how often, how many times do we always plan these big dinners and you get into the rum and eggnog and next <laughs> thing it goes sideways, right? Oh, so. yeah. 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 So true. how do we avoid that? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Hire a caterer. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That was the right, Valley podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I um, <charge>. No. <laughs>
2: so let's jump straight in. Now we are we're completely unplanned today. Yeah. Um, but we've got a really good idea where we want to take the podcast because we've got we've got loads of information. Absolutely. How do we impart that to you? I'd really like to jump straight in there and look at one of the the top pitfalls. Like, what would you say is? Is one of the biggest mistakes and most common mistakes people make.
0: I think what people always stress about more than anything is the turkey. Yeah. Right. There's (laughs) always so much stress in that. Turkey, there are so many little qualms and so many issues that can happen. And I imagine people have a lot of anxiety yeah. about it too, right? Sure, like yeah, 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 It's not something you do every, it's a once in a, to- once a time, and everyone has their perfect turkey. Yep. You know, how many different ways can you think of doing turkey? Like, you can barbecue in all, yeah, it. Yeah, in
1: all honesty, my Christmas tradition is to make sure that I do the turkey a little bit different than I did it last time, or wholly altogether, which has actually given me lots of ammunition as to how to do turkey, because I've done it like 12 different ways at this point.
0: Well, and that's it, and and like, how long do you take it out to thaw? Like, yeah. that's like, yeah. How yeah. long? Do what temperature do you cook at it? You know, like, there's yeah. so many different aspects to the turkey that, you know what? Yeah, you need to just relax a little bit. Sure. <laughs> may, yeah, I mean,
2: may, maybe could you say that maybe the turkey is its own separate category, and the rest yeah. of it, maybe so you don't even do that. Maybe you split into teams. One person turkey, yeah. The other person. Pudding, not pudding. Uh, dessert, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: vegetables, and gravy, and they're and they're all absolutely, the rest. absolutely. I think that a lot of people too, again, all that focus and and attention paid to the turkey. It's if you have a good, you know, uh, objectively, if you have a good turkey, everything else can be mm, yeah. so so. But the yeah. dinner still went well. Yeah. But if you have a poor turkey. And even though all the sides are fantastic, people are going to be like, mm, it was, it was kind of dry. Like <laughs> yeah. that was the meal was kind of, eh, yeah. you know? so yeah. it does a lot rests on it. And uh, yeah, if one person focused on that or nails that the rest is, is, you know.
0: Well, actually, I think Will brought up a great thing is I think when you look at the dinner, because there's different aspects of it, you should yeah. be thinking about is, you know what? Do what you're good at. Mm. <clears throat> don't, you know, you can experiment and don't do it all yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Half yeah. of I enjoy a Christmas dinner is actually being around family and cooking a meal labor? together. Making forced my, labor? Make,
1: making my kids help.
0: You yep. know what? Kids, <laughs> kids are amazing at peeling potatoes and carrots. <laughs> yeah. <they> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Prep. Yeah.
0: You know, like there's lots of things you can get help with um, and not making it too complicated. Right. Like yeah. who needs to make stuff that you can enjoy. Right. Yeah. And take your time with it and give yourself enough time. Like, yeah. Let's think about it. true turkeys or christmas dinner is is a full day event and you should as soon as you've had breakfast it's time to start working on dinner yeah
1: yeah well let's let's back up a bit because you did you you did mention something today that i was sort of unclear about but you confirmed for me starting five six days ahead of time with uh making sure your turkey you know yeah let's so i've made that mistake many times uh bought a frozen turkey three or four days before christmas and hey guess what day of christmas it's not ready Re- no <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's that's and so, number one yeah right there well so john had said you've got to pull the turkey out <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah I, I
1: don't know if there's a chart i think that you had said that there was a chart but yeah really pull it, pulling it out like five days ahead of time a frozen turkey yeah yeah so, so that it's ready
0: yeah i mean honestly i'm missing my notes i Put it right here, um. But yeah, pulling your turkey out and letting it sit and uh, in the fridge. Yeah, not outside. Not outside. O- 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 <laughs> well, here's yeah. But the ideal temperature is to have it between zero and four degrees. Right. Uh, sitting outside. For it so that's when it gets. That's food safe. That's food safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then that could be yeah. So sitting in your fridge, letting it thing, and so like yeah, like a f- I've I got a list here. So a f- uh, four to twelve pound should take about one to three days in the fridge you know, uh, 12 to 16, about three to four, mm-hmm. a 16 to 20 is four to five. And if you're getting the super big 20 to 24 pound Turkey, yeah, feeding the neighborhood, fitting the yeah. neighborhood, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's a, a five to six. Yeah. A- and the thing to be concerned about that is, is that going to fit in your oven? Right?
1: Yes. Well, what do you do if it doesn't, uh, what, what's your, what's your work around on that?
0: <laughs> well, in, in past years, we've uh, had experiences with throwing it in the microwave at the last minute. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Just to get it going? No, just to, uh, we're in trouble and we're oh. everyone's sitting around the table oh and my god, turkey's still pink in the middle. Uh, so actually, oh. you've done that? I have not actually done that, but I was at a meal that we had that. Hell. And oh, Mr. Wow. Bean did that in the Mr. Bean movie as well. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Mr. Bean fans out
1: there, yeah. <laughs> so he would, wouldn't he? <laughs> Okay, wow. Because there, there is that balance, right? If you overcook, if you cook for way too long, you're guaranteed the dry turkey. Yeah. So people always try to keep sh- make sure that they're not cooking it for too long, which right.
0: then leads to that very problem of maybe it's yeah. undercooked. And that's that's something to like, like that's another thing about if we're going to get into turkeys is like yeah. how long to cook it for, right? Yeah. So um, I, I like to cook it at a... Actually, I'm going to start off by saying I like to do... I actually like to... Take my turkey. If I'm doing a whole turkey and roasting it, I actually pour boiling water over top of it. Really? Yeah. That's a good tip. It tightens, yeah. tightens up the skin. Yeah, it shocks the skin. Shocks me. the skin. It keeps all the juice and everything locked inside, and that wow. way you get a nicer, crispier turkey. Uh, and then so you're, I know, you're do not a, giving it a boiling water bath
1: you're literally just pouring some boiling water just, just to enough to tighten that tighten up the skin. at the beginning yeah at the go, very uh, beginning the just fold, just thawed turkey, raw turkey the yep. uh, okay.
0: and then I like to do it at a lower temperature so I'm gonna say 325 mm-hmm. you know and then it's gonna take I mean and that's all depending on how big your turkey is and I'm not right. gonna ramble on about right you know how many hours you should have your turkey at right. this temperature blah 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 you
1: can really easily find that stuff online if if you need that yeah. guidance and i don't yeah. think
0: this is uh, an episode just about what temperature to cook yeah. the turkey. <laughs> although yeah. we could do that but
1: I w- yeah and i w- can if i can offer uh i had i, I don't need to go through all the co- turkeys i've made but i had a couple a string of a couple dry ones and so i found the best way online was to debone it first Yeah, I I honestly love that method now. We don't have to go into that, but a you reduce your cooking time down to like an hour, maybe an hour and a half by deboning and you get to make your gravy way ahead of time, which means you get to use that stock or your stock way ahead of time. So you get to use that stock for your gravy, for your stuffing, like everything just comes out for me. It came out way better. And that's my preferred method
0: now. Well, that's what Thanksgiving this year I did at sous vide which was just absolutely amazing because it was like. The most tender, moist turkey yeah. you can imagine. So I cooked it right to that internal temperature. I went to 100 and actually I think I did 160 for four hours. Yeah. My numbers might be off there. No, it sounds uh, all right. Yeah. And then uh, just finished it in the oven and I just yeah. put it on the broiler and it just crisped it's up the amazing. outside and it looks gorgeous. <coughs> but I mean, that's the other thing too is like, yeah. Yeah. Getting that internal temperature. Please get your internal temperature. to to at
1: least 165 yeah 165 and i don't doesn't
0: have to be maintained there for five minutes to to make sure all the bacteria you want to you want it to be there but But basically if you're going to stick the thermometer in there which you should put it in the densest part of the turkey right so don't put it into the breast right you're gonna get a false reading on that you're probably you're gonna get a false reading and you're gonna find out and this is where the microwave came in handy is that the legs Mm -hmm. right the thicker the dark meat didn't cook all the way through so that's right that's where it was a little underdone. And right. We're talking Fahrenheit, aren't we? Yes. And that yeah. is, this 165 is a,
2: a cooked chicken. Yeah. Same, same temperature as cooked chicken. Yeah, ch- yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, as we have... So we poured hot water over it. We have yeah. thawed it five days ahead. The
1: oven's ready to go. Um, it yeah. fits. Giblets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's one. Uh, make sure you've pulled the giblets. Because, A, you're going to want those for gravy. Yeah. But what happens... When uh, 32-year-old Darren leaves the giblets in the turkey. So what happened, Darren? <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, it was a bit of a disaster in that I felt that it altered the flavor of everything. I, I don't know. I, I, and then I, I didn't have that great gravy base, right? which is so important. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I guess the thing there is to, before you put it in, uh, it ple- I'm going to say, I don't know what John's opinion is here. Please don't stuff your turkey. You're never going to be 100% sure if it's, if it's fully cooked. Uh, you don't know if you're handing salmonella out to all of your guests. But um, how does the, the stuffing, the turkey, mm-hmm. cause that problem? Well, because you're getting all the juices running into a ball of wet bread. Okay, that isn't getting the benefit of the oven heat, right? Like really nice. It's getting sheltered from the oven heat. So you could be getting food poisoning from the stuffing. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So cook
2: it separately. Why is it
1: originally done in there? Uh, I think flavor. uh, uh, Yeah, I think it was about flavor and capturing flavor
0: most likely, or um, I think it's just become tradition. Yeah but if, if you there is something about i mean part of it is is the tradition that that you're putting in this bread to soak up all the extra juices right from the turkey which um,
1: in theory is fa- fantastically
0: flavored yeah right and back in the day when you didn't have a thermometer and you most likely probably overcooked and had a lot <laughs> of dry turkeys <laughs> yeah. So yeah you know like we're we're kind of in yeah. a good spot now that we have a nice yeah. most people have a thermometer and they're very cheap to pick up so yeah yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, I uh, so that's that was the big difference for me is the first year that I wasn't stuffing turkeys. When I f- sort of realized my folly, I forgot to check and pull out giblets, giblets, all the all the stuff that makes for a fantastic gravy. I forgot to check for that and left it in there, and found out near the end of the cur- cooking of the turkey. Mm-hmm.
0: Yucky. Um, yeah,
1: so wow. I would say, regardless what your method is, always check the turkey. Um, yeah, check the turkey throughout, throughout before you
2: okay so we've covered a lot with the turkey there and i think the key idea was to separate the turkey with everything else because the turkey is just a lot of that is involved and then it's onto the vegetables so let's have a quick break put the kettle on we're going to come back in a second and we're going to talk about cooking the vegetables Okay, welcome back to part two of the Edible Valley podcast episode 199. We've covered a lot about the Christmas lunch in the first part of the episode but the key to remember is to separate everything so you're Turkey is is just, just for one person. Get the turkey done for one person and then everything else, delegate it to someone else. We've covered a lot there, but now it's the time to start covering the vegetables, the gravy, maybe
0: a bit of dessert. So, mm.
2: gents, what have we got?
0: Well, I want to start straight off with menu planning because yeah. I think this comes in more than just talking about Christmas dinner, but any dinner party you have right. together because there is the stresses of timing, right? right. Like. Your turkey's gonna take a couple hours in the oven Mm, at least. mm, Uh, So don't put your potatoes on when the turkey goes in the oven because they're not gonna work, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to be talking to the other person. Yeah, Yeah, we need to, there needs to be the communication. But a little bit of it is starting out and having a plan. So going out and being, I always like to write a menu. Yep. Which I mean, and people get stressed out about menus, but like keep it simple be like, turkey, gravy stuffing Mm. potatoes uh we're gonna have some carrots we're gonna do some brussels sprouts Uh, (laughs) we we got the yams you know what else am i missing on the,
1: the classic dinner here right maybe cranberry sauce but there yeah exactly you write those things down how many people need to eat those things and then
0: you're not over purchasing you're not over buying you're making sure you hit all the right things that you need yeah yeah, yeah. and just think that you know like think about it like everyone's going to have a spoonful of everything yeah and they're going to eat too much <laughs> yeah my, my wouldn't biggest, be the holidays like, if we didn't if you if you're not laying on the couch afterwards <laughs> groaning <laughs> like, oh. and falling asleep because of the uh-huh. turkey right Uh uh-huh. um so right. that's that's where i always look at it like set that up and then that gives you a bit of a thing that and then you can prep from that so take that branch it out and be like i gotta cut carrots and i gotta get yeah. butter put together get everything assembled and this is what we do in the restaurant right yeah might i add
1: it. if you do that a couple days ahead of time and fill out your your list you might be stressed to sit down and write down a menu but it's actually going to alleviate so much stress coming up to the cooking time you've already got it you've already got your plan there right yeah. you've already got your your yeah, everything's there. It's You're actually taking stress away from future you.
2: Yeah, so I can almost imagine that you've got the, the plan, mm-hmm. but you've got the actual synergy of the moment and that sort of instinctual idea of the flow of when it's got to go in the oven and what's going to happen. Right. And if you've done the prep, if you've done the planning, yeah. you can really get in touch with that kind of flow of the kitchen, which is what takes it. I imagine, as mm. a layman, from... Being quite a good lunch to right. wow,
1: how'd yes. you do this? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and timing things, knowing how long everything's going to take to cook, so that everything's close to finish cooking rate rate at the time. I mean that that does take a little finesse and a little uh uh um, what's the word I'm looking for a little not expertise but you have to have done it a few times. Mm before it all comes together fairly easily, but you got to start somewhere too.
0: Oh, exactly, and here's here's the thing too, is like once your turkey's done, mm-hmm. you should let it rest. Yeah, <coughs> yeah that's a very good point. Right? So we're talking actually one of the most important points. And here's a better point to that, is mm-hmm. when your turkey is resting, that's when you can reheat the stuff that you have, or, right, and then you can oh, have like a okay. cooking oven. So if you're a little bit panicked about things, you know, like you can mm. have, that oven now is not being used for a turkey, mm. turn down the temperature a little bit, and you can assemble all your other dishes, put them in the oven. Yeah. Mm. Let's make sure we use bowls and things that are oven safe, safe. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear that ka-ching oh, and it yeah. smashes in the oven yeah or the, the sprouts. this plastic microwavable bowl doesn't work in the oven i don't understand
2: right. right so how long have you got in for resting it? if you look at resting it as a period a golden time to get the final touches done to everything else how long have you got
0: i would. Couple, say, yeah
2: i get a couple I, points
0: on that i would say 10 to 20 minutes is yeah. a definitely a good and time
1: i would say two. if i might add if you're gonna tent it which is where you put something over it, thinking that you're retaining the heat. Okay. You're actually going to continue to cook it and it's going to get drier. Oh, so that can, that can work for you or against you. If you're like, this is slightly underdone, I mean, by a couple of degrees, you can tent it while it's resting and it will continue to cook a little bit. That might help you. But if you've hit maximum, if you've hit the right temperature, mm. don't tent it otherwise you're going to keep getting tougher as you it is there.
0: Make a brilliant point there because that's why I always say cook to 165. Right. Because I always tent it afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. And so then it's the temperature is probably going to raise up to one seventy mm-hmm. once it balances the right, temperature throughout the which temperature is throughout safe zone. Yeah, and yeah. so that moisture that's built up in there is going to s- spread back into because basically all that meat, all the moisture is going to suck to the middle. Right. And then as you let it rest, it's just going to return back to. You. Oh. So you don't want to lose that liquid. Yeah. That's that's the key. And that's so the key. So, so, so when you cut it right away, yeah. all that liquid pours off. And if you've got stuffing in the middle of it, then that's where the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you save it, right? Right. But if you just let it rest for that little bit of extra time. Yeah. And then, so if you've cooked your turkey and you you know, having mm. an extra glass of wine, chatting, <laughs> as it always happens, yeah. and your turkey's at 175, mm-hmm. don't tent it. Yeah, yeah totally. don't. Easy. Let yeah. it rest. And yeah.
1: we, we say tenting because you literally just take a piece of tinfoil. And you make a little tent out of it that's all we're saying like if if Simple people can't visualize what we're talking you, about yeah don't yeah. don't
0: take the dirty dish rag and no no <laughs> okay so it's a little bit like when
1: you're buying a steak in a restaurant to take away if you want it medium rare you order it rare and it will come up to it's a possible yeah temperature yeah, temperature. yeah for takeaway. takeout yeah absolutely yeah. so so yeah uh, there we've established you know getting into your cooking times making sure your times are sort of matching up so that everything's ready but there are things that you can cook in advance and they only needed like a five minute refresh and that you can do that. That's what John was saying. Yeah, you can no, do that. Maybe you cooked your cook, the carrots early <laughs> and you got them to almost done and you did that hours ago. And now you're, Turkey's resting. Well, now's yeah. the time to finish those five minutes on
2: roast potatoes are an
0: excellent. Yeah, one. Exactly.
2: yeah. Okay, so that brings us on. I want to get really into the vegetables now. So mm-hmm. you've taken it out, you've tented it, or done what you're going to do with the turkey. What is your biggest concern now with the vegetables? Where do you? What's number two after?
0: Well, the I let's say things like turning your carrots into mush.
1: Yeah, right. Again, and that's, that's what you're going for. Yeah, yeah but I mean that's the whole thing. thing. That's right. the, that's the folly there is that if you're cooking them early. And you cook them to fully done. Well, you have nowhere to go from there except for yeah. to get them mushy. Right. So if you cook them to almost done, when you come back to them later, yeah. when it's time for service, you're just heating Ooh, them, I getting just, them to finish. Yeah. I
0: just got excited. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about blanching. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. All right. Oh, here's a he's, tip. Beautiful tip. He's going. Uh, he's this, got this, this, uh, So this yeah. applies to all your vegetable dishes. Oh, this is this is this just makes me happy inside when you do this. <laughs> So you take a pot of water mm-hmm. and you season it a bit and you bring it to a boil mm-hmm. and then you grab another pot and you fill it full of ice and water. Yep. Yeah. Got to have ice cubes in there. Ice cubes are a key to this. You take your, let's say broccoli. Broccoli sure. is a beautiful yeah. one for this. Now, you know when you have your broccoli and it turns that ugly brownie gray and it just looks it's been so yeah. overcooked, it's so overcooked and it's mush and you're like, yeah, if you take that broccoli, drop it in the, the water the boiling water boiling water and then just as it gets to that nice cook thing pull it out and drop it right into the ice water right away mm-hmm. that'll shock the vegetable and it'll give keep that beautiful green color in there. right
1: so if you're boiling it to the point where you know how broccoli as you're cooking it will take on a greener green than it is yeah if you get it to that green green that very ultra green then do your shock it will stay there it doesn't continue to cook. It stays right there. Yeah, that's exactly. Beautiful wow. green.
0: And then you can take that and you just have to reheat it. That and is a, that is and is and a yes. really good And Then tip. it takes 30 seconds, right? That's so called, it's called blanching mm-hmm. and chalking. Yeah, and so you can do this with carrots. You can do this with Brussels sprouts. You can do green this with beans. any vegetables. Yeah. The only vegetable that I have ever blanched that has disappointed me, and this is oh. <sighs> shaking my fist in the <laughs> air. <laughs> Purple beans. Oh, yeah, yeah. The most heartbreaking thing I've ever done you is you i have these all that beauty beautiful purple beans my producer who brought them to me he's like hey we've got these beautiful purple beans and i'm like oh these are gonna look so perfect on this dish so i'm like i'm just gonna blanch them off so they're just like that purple's just gonna pop dropped them in the water and they all turned green yeah uh, green. yeah beautiful the, I the, the that purple coming. edge gets just lost gone. Wow. And i was like and i almost cried i, like, <laughs> I phoned okay. him up and i said what <laughs> is going on with these beans <laughs> okay so the one thing
1: that this won't i'm going to sort of steer this back uh one thing that doesn't really work well on brussels sprouts let's talk oh about, really yeah what do, you, what do you suggest for brussels
0: sprouts i just love, love cooking in advance I or getting them ready in time i love caramelizing mmm brussels sprouts oh yeah. how'd you do that, that well nice. and that's really slow cooking them mm-hmm. um right let's be honest I'm not the biggest brussels sprout no. fan. No. Northern like the oh, maybe because I've had the, the old steamed and yeah. blanched with yeah. the yeah. notch in the back but I find throwing them in the oven in a little bit of garlic butter having them or whole I even like having them yep. a lot of times and then actually covering them mm-hmm. with a lid or with tin foil or something roasting them in for an oven just so they cook through and they're tender, and then pulling that off to get that real Sting. nice brown color on them. That and then sticky, sort of. Yeah. And garlic butter. Yeah. Mm. And like, yeah, garlic butter. Oh, what temperature <laughs> in the oven? Uh, I would do these, you know what? I would do these anywhere from 350 to. Four twenty-five. Right, right. Yeah, really like, trying to create that browning. Yeah. yeah, and that and that would be like I'd cook them at three fifty to get them tender, and then bring that temperature up to really caramelize and get that and that's brown it, color. Down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know what? If you threw some toasted nuts on there, like some almonds or yeah, pine nuts or wow, any nuts. But see, th- and some people, not mm-hmm. my thing, but like a sharp cheese or mm-hmm. blue cheese on there would oh just yeah. be like boom. Yeah, but see, yeah. that's
1: that's using the oven space, so you would have to do that. After the turkey, or this is again, this is about figuring things out. At well, here's one too: is yeah. I would roast them
0: in to get them all cooked all the way through. Yeah. With the turkey, okay. Pull them out, and then while the turkey's resting, you could throw the broiler on. Put them under the broiler. Right. Or you could transfer them into a frying pan and sauté them. In a, you could do it in a frying pan as well. Right. Finish like them in the fl- right. Do it like bring a nice back morning on yeah. them, and that would nice. just bring that little brown color onto them. And it, that's that sweetness from the yeah. Takes it to the next level, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: I feel like I because I said to everybody, don't cook your stuffing in a turkey. Uh, cooking your stuffing out of the turkey, yeah. super simple. It's it's. I, I don't even know if I need to run over it. It's literally make your stuffing, and don't put it in a turkey. <laughs> there you go. Put it. Put it. Put it in. Uh, wait. Wait. <laughs> go over it. This I know. Oh. I know. I. I, well, wait, I didn't want to leave people that? hanging. <laughs> I want to make sure that they know that it's not just going to magically be cooked as they've now not put it in their Turkey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It
0: still needs to go in the oven. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So just, I, you know, put it in like a casserole dish, what have you, Yeah. cook it uh, at, you know, a fairly, I, I go a little higher than normal temperature and, uh, but monitor it because I've had the mistake of one time, just assuming everything would be okay. And I had a thick layer of almost an inch of just black char at the bottom because mm. i wasn't paying attention yum so yeah <laughs> so yeah you're gonna need to keep it to pay attention to it but uh, uh yeah just okay there we go cook I'd, it like, I'd like to, sorry, no, i'd I'm like sorry i'm just to saying casserole you. dish cook it aside 20 minutes to 25 minutes Anyways. stuff Anyways. stuffing is one of my favorite mm. i'd have that instead of the turkey yeah. but i shouldn't <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's true um okay so i want to talk about potatoes all right yeah we need to talk about potatoes, potatoes. elephant in the room potatoes. Oh. potatoes. are we talking mashed potatoes roast potatoes or are we talking both we gotta talk we gotta talk oh, roast, man, potatoes, how many. We? roast potatoes Ugh.
0: yeah we can we can segue sure. into it yeah well, i mean like right now i'm doing a beautiful duck fat roasted potato at work which is Mm, so good so good lovely render off your duck fat just toss the potatoes in that i mean you don't have to do that like like, yes i'm tossing them in a nice oil so so yeah so so what's happening with the turkey at
2: this point just to give us a kind of an idea of where the how the roast potatoes
1: are starting off well you got i will say this is why i always do mashed potatoes because i don't have the oven space to do the roast as well but let's, let's, John.
0: Well, and here's another one that I do with roast potatoes is I steam my potatoes beforehand what? a lot of times. So I'll steam them till they're done. So I'll use like a new potato, mm. um, steam them just till the fork goes through them. So, so this is happening stop. when the turkey's in the oven. This is happening the day before. You oh, right? okay. you can steam All these right. potatoes whenever you, well, yeah. not whenever you want, but a, a day or so beforehand. To- turkey's right. still defrosting. Yeah. Turkey's still defrosting. Cook those potatoes, like put them on cold water or on a pot on the water hmm i'm saying this wrong yeah pot cold water potatoes no it's good yeah. cook them till they come up to a simmer make sure a fork goes through them strain them off let them out to cool mm. put them in the fridge. yeah don't put them away warm yeah let them no. cool let them cool put them away in the fridge because they're going to keep cooking mm. uh and then you can cube them up this is easy way mm-hmm. toss them in a, an oil of some sort because you need something to crisp it up uh, and then some flavoring, some seasonings, so herbs or spices or whatever mm-hmm. you're kind of feeling like that day, you know. Yeah. And then just throwing them in the oven, and you could do them, yeah. And is this during the turkey? You can do this during the turkey. Yeah. And yeah. then you can get them crisped up a bit, and then you can pull them out and then reheat them a bit. Okay.
1: Um, I'm just giving Again, some easy. Again, I'm going to gonna say, say the one thing to avoid your ruining. I think to avoid ruining your or your roast potatoes, you can cook them early and then finish them off again, just yeah. before serving them so that they get warm and crispy again. But if in between, when you've cooked them that that to almost finished, again, don't cover them, don't tent them, whatever. You're just going to completely go against that roast. I've, I've done that before where everybody's like, well, we gotta keep everything warm, gotta keep everything warm. Don't, because you're gonna ruin that potato, that <laughs> right. roast potato there. Right, what would that do? Well, it would get
0: mushy. It would just like, turn oh, into really? like a mashed potato. <clears throat> almost, so you could get with that some crunch. Crunch. With the steam. Yeah. 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 Exactly, And I mean, you can go straight in with the potatoes, in with the Mm -hmm. turkey at the same time until you've got that beautiful, like if you've got room in the oven and the turkey's not, you haven't got that big of a turkey, you could put Mm -hmm. them in at the beginning, get them nice and toasted, take them out. Uh, I also like to say with potatoes, Mm -hmm. they really suck salt. Mm -hmm. So I always like to season near the end yeah season the beginning and season at the end yeah but not in the middle you'll be surprised <coughs> how much salt you can use on a potato and not still not taste it and if unless you season it at the end yeah and yeah. so you can and that and that way actually you can reduce the amount of salt you're using because right. you season a little bit in the beginning to get those flavors started and then a little bit at the end and so you don't have to be like completely saturated with salt so. so
2: little side little side bit of advice fish mm. and chips mm. when if you do have the fish and chips wrapped up or in mm. a box mm-hmm. open them up yes. and don't let them steam. Absolutely. That's the, the used you to so go, many chips. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then I used to go to a place where he made a little chimney. He'd been doing it. He was oh, about nice. 85. He'd been doing it his whole life. And he'd make a, it was a bag it went into, like a paper yeah. bag. And he'd make a chimney that went up like oh, a normal nice. chimney. That's and awesome. all the steam just comes out. But it stays yeah. warm because yeah. it's covered. Chimney.
0: You right, know what? Awesome. And the other thing you can do? Totally Canadian thing. And this segues into the next part. <laughs> okay cover it in gravy and throw some cheese on it <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh mask, yeah mask your Love mistake it. with some gravy <laughs> and then some cheese but that yeah. is the next thing i want to talk about because sure gravy that is like yeah. gravy is like crucial it the, is uh, you know the, you've got your stuffing you've got your turkey now, gravy, can, gravy can save everything yeah. oh, gravy. It, or maybe or the highlight yeah yeah Let's exactly so and, and there's so many different ways of doing gravy, mm. whether you what, depending on what you thicken it with, whether you want to thicken it with uh, a roux <laughs> or like a flour and oil or whether you want to thicken it with a starch. So cornstarch, yeah. arrowroot, um, tapioca right. starch. <clears throat> I find that ca-
1: if you for people out there that might be unaware of the difference, I find that if you use one of the starches, your arrowroot, your cornstarch. You're gonna get almost like a glossy, s- almost semi-transparent gravy. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you use a flour or like a base, like a roux, you're gonna get that thick, opaque uh, uh, color of gravy. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah,
0: and so there's a couple ways to go about this. Uh, I mean, always get the drippings from the pan. They are mm. gold. They are the that most important the, thing uh, in your meal. There. If you take that <laughs> turkey and put it to the side and. Just yeah. throw the pan in the washing machine. You're throwing yeah. half of the flavor and goodness away right there. You
1: want those <coughs> pan drippings, also known as fond, the little brown bits at the bottom. You yes. definitely want all of that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, and you know what? Like, And that's why m- mm. myself and Darren are both getting into deboning the turkey. Because you yeah. can roast those bones off the day before and get right. a stock going. Oh, my God. <coughs> so much and, more flavor. And here's the thing, too, is once you've got that stock going, as you're prepping along, and you're cutting up your vegetables and doing all your prep. You're just throwing that into your stock pot. Right. The whole right. Thing. <clears throat> Everything. So Everything. So all that trim that you've got. So that's just adding extra your flavor to Your onion ends, it. Yeah. your
1: carrot peels. Because otherwise, it's just going in the bin. Yeah. Yeah. Just going in the bin. So yeah, all of a well sudden, waste. you can get that little and extra not only flavor. That, again, when you're making your stuffing, which always calls for stock, you've now got this beautiful turkey stock that you've made and you're splitting it you're Mm -hmm. going okay well now this turkey stock is half gravy Mm -hmm. half gonna flavor my my uh stuffing amazing you're gonna have the best stuffing you've ever had not to mention best gravy and
0: you can save yourself from some things if you do too thick of gravy
1: oh yeah yeah what happens
0: if you over thicken uh you just add more stock Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's one option you yeah. can, you do. Uh, so what
1: hap- what happens if I remember my mom having this problem a couple times growing up? I know the answer, but I'm I'm gonna draw it out of you. So, making a gravy, made a little too much gravy, and the thickener wasn't enough. So now the, ga- the gravy's running a little thin. How do you how do you correct that?
0: Well, I mean,
1: other than reducing it, mm. is, which you can do, It's a great one. Uh,
0: yeah. adding a little bit more starch. Right of whatever. You're problem.
1: My problem the, was that uh, I tried to take that knowledge and apply it to when I needed it next, and I just sprinkled some flour in. Right. And then I now had a lumpy gravy. Ah. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, "This is too thin." Oh, just a little more flour. No, now I had lumpy gravy. Yeah. So,
0: so that you're we're going to talk about slurry then. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So that is when we're coming from a roux, which is your, you're combining flour with butter or mm-hmm. oil. -hmm. Or fat, right? Fat of any kind, yeah. Fat of any kind. So that what that does is that separates the flour molecules. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing with like cornstarch is if if you add water to the Mm cornstarch, that separates the molecules so that when you add it directly to it, it doesn't clump. clump Yeah, you're you're
1: making a sort of a suspension, a sort of a suspended fluid, liquid,
0: and you're stretching out the time that it takes for that starch to cook being in, in that. So when you're adding it. Uh, you're always mm. whisking mm. i mean a whisk is your your best friend for gravy I mean, Absolutely, for a, grave, yeah. a whisk that's going to take care of most of your lumps i mean you can do it with a spoon but mm. i mean if you want to make life easy for yourself <laughs> yeah hands down um and so you can just whisk 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 right um yeah so
1: y- yeah what yeah what i ended up finding is uh, absolutely a slurry is how to th- thick it like your gravy's a little thin Make, take a little bit more of that flour, maybe even a little bit of that that gravy, that you've that thin gravy you've got, and mix the hell out of it in a small bowl to the side. Yes. Then add it to your gravy. And, and just add a little it, bit at yeah, a
0: time. And whisk it in over heat. Add a little bit, let it come up to a simmer. Add a little bit, let it come up to the simmer. Best way to you want to have a spoon, you want to be able to take a spoon, dip it in there your finger across it and just not have it run that's right right. just gently running yeah so that's what you're looking for perfect there have been some really golden tips yeah you know (laughs) what i want to offer i think
1: i know that this episode's coming to a close we've been doing this for quite some time i'm always available i'm always in the kitchen uh anybody has any questions for more of this uh leading up to christmas just text us um, email us uh i'm i'm available for answers Uh, yeah. And Darren's phone number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Not the proper men. channels, please. Uh, go through the Emerald Valley. Uh, that's I, r- that's really
2: great. And actually, if, if one person's got the question, yeah. maybe we'll share that on our social media, and we
0: can we can help you out. That's so you could be sure. helping everyone out. Well, I have two more things on gravy. Oh, okay. Sorry, I bonus. Oh, no, no, bonus tips. No, no. I was just saying, your other two friends. If you got a few lumps, mm. a strainer. Yes run it through a strainer. I like to run all my veloutes, all my stocks, yeah. everything through a strainer just to get those little impurities out. Yeah, especially like sometimes
1: <laughs> I throw in whole herbs, like yeah. in branches, and you don't always necessarily get those out when you're fishing for them later. The great to run it through a strainer, you're going to even if you don't have lumpy gravy, you're going to get that little chunks yeah. of
0: and if you're in a real disaster and you've done a really bad job, investing in a Vitamix is probably <laughs> <She's> <laughs> You love your Vitamix. <laughs> it up. I may only use my Vitamix once a month at home, but when I use it, it yeah, is Yeah, it's a saver. And I'm even saying just a blender, you know, yeah. you could literally a hand blender or whatever, it can whip up some of that. I'm still saying put it through a sieve cuz there'll still yeah. be some clumps, but if you've made that mistake and you've got a few clumps in there, which yeah. will happen. No one's perfect. Don't feel bad about yourself. It still can have, be really flavorful. Yeah, hit it with the the old blender, yeah. whether it's an emulsion Job or done. your your hand blender. Perfect.
2: All right. So I mean that that's great. We've covered absolutely everything there. I absolutely. I feel like I've I've learned a lot. Yeah. So Thanks,
1: Gents. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like talking about this because I know how much pressure and stress there can be around right. that meal. Yeah. And uh, if we can help take away a little bit of that for some of you, that's uh, job well done, I think. And yeah.
0: anytime Any you got to hang out with your family <laughs> yeah. and put alcohol and food involved, yeah, yeah. things can go wrong. yes <laughs> And if it goes wrong, well, they didn't, they didn't do anything. so You know. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: well, that's that's brilliant. We really uh, hope that we've given you the inside track there with your Christmas dinner. As I say. Uh, darren there has very kindly offered his his services darren is a font of knowledge with <laughs> almost everything and you really could be helping other people because the chances are we're going to serve any question you have other people will have as well yeah so do get in touch if you've got any questions at all but otherwise go forth and make an amazing <laughs> christmas lunch and enjoy yourself enjoy it have a few drinks whilst you're doing it it's yeah. The, it's like life. It's about the
1: journey, not just the end results. And, and speaking of holidays and enjoying ourselves, uh, I think we're going to take a qu- tiny little sabbatical. L- you're off to London. Yep. Visit family, friends. Yep. Uh, we're going to take a couple weeks off and prep for episode 200. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. I've been waiting the whole episode to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Have a very, very Merry Christmas. Very Merry Christmas. And be excited. We've got a whole bunch of fun things coming up with the Edible Valley podcast in the new year. Not only 200 episodes, but maybe a farm tour. Where are we going to turn up next? (laughs) In your Edible Valley. All
2: right. Cheers, and have a very Merry Christmas. My name is William. I'm the producer.
0: I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser. And I'm Darren Howlett.
2: And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips behind the scenes. And of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. I just realized we're like 15-20 minutes We're at 15 minutes yeah.
2: And this has been Yeah, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Okay, ready again?